0: Um, at first I called uh, Bill Pipes and I said, I wanna do something really special for our coaches. And he's like, what do you wanna do? And I said, so I met this guy, he's 87 years old. He is an absolute living legend. If you have Showtime as an example, you might have seen the recent documentary that just came out on him. He is the winningest tennis coach in the history of tennis. He's had 10 world number ones. And he doesn't do a lot of engagements like this, though he does get to speak, usually about tennis. But yesterday I said, would you just share some coaching tips, your philosophy, how you were able to help so many people become the best in the world at what they do. And then he said, "Well, you want me to do with some of those salespeople? <laughs> he's a crazy Italian. Is there any Italians in the house? <laughs> yeah, listen, this Paisan. Like, and here's the thing, he's 87 years old. He's like talking to Yoda, do you guys know what I'm talking about? So here's the dealio, he is my gift to all of you. He has been coaching my son Steven which many of you know is a budding young tennis star. You're about to experience a living legend. My advice is as soon as it's done before we break and go to a cocktail party, you get a selfie with him. He will stay for every one of them. I strongly recommend it. You take a photo with him. You hang out with him. Because this guy makes every one of us inside the room look like we have no energy and he's 87. Are you guys ready? A legend. The guy, like Andre Agassi, like you name every extraordinary tennis player, Ruth, and they all, like, the Williams sisters, right on down the line, they all swear by this guy, and he's my gift to you, to close out Tom X, Mr. Nick Bolletieri. <laughs> Have fun, buddy. Okay.
1: Now remember, I have the Italians working on changing that birth certificate. It's really 67. But all of you in this audience understand, you're as old as you feel inside. I have a, a son in the 60s, a daughter in the 50s, a daughter in the 40s, a daughter in the 30s, a daughter in the 20s, a son in the teens, and a son in 10 under, and eight wives. So my young son, Giacomo, yeah, baby. yeah. <laughs> So the two adopted sons from Ethiopia are fantastic, and my younger one, Giacomo, said to his mother, Mommy, why does Daddy look in the mirror all the time? And his mother said, your daddy loves himself, and you know what, baby? 30 waist, 148 pounds, baby, I'm looking good. All right. All right, so let's see if I can help you a little bit. Who is a champion? The Greek philosopher Aristotle said, the Olympics are won not by the strongest or swiftest, but by those who enter the race. How sad it is how many winners don't enter the race because they don't believe they can win. How many winners quit the race just before victory is there because they don't think they can win? Nick's opinion. I think champions are born. A lot of people think you can make champions. I respect your opinion, but no matter who you are, without a team, baby, it's almost impossible to be a champion. You can have all the talent in the world, but you must have a team and a plan in place to develop talent, and also, along the way, you may have to adjust that plan. I flunked the written test because Italians don't know how to read in college to become a Navy pilot. Instead I became a master paratrooper. But you know what, everybody? Every time a plane went by, I said, someday I'm going to fly me in the jet. 41 years later, I flew with the Blue Angels baby in the F-18s and I did not do poo-poo. Champions find a way to make it happen. No matter how long it takes, they find a way. And all of you in this room, put this down in your notes. It's not I did it, we did it. I don't care who you are. Shared values serve to build effective teams. All teams have values, some good, some bad. Effective high performance teams demand positive values when each individual team member can embrace, live by, and share with every other member of the team. These values are critical in a competitive world of constant change. Established core values must remain constant and establish a central vocal point for each team member to reference. Written by my pilot who flew me and former commander of the Blue Angels. It's all about teamwork. I'm in, I think, 13 Hall of Famers, but when I got into the International Hall of Fame four years ago, I was introduced by my good friend, Mary Carillo, who said, Nick is the best coach in the world. So I took the microphone and I said, there are many other great coaches, but I hold the undisputed title of eight wives. I gave a speech to the New York Yankees a few years ago, and this big athlete stood up in the, in the back. He said, Mr. B, why are you still working, baby? I said, you got to pay of alimony eight wives, you still be working. <laughs> Even though you have certain things that are unbelievable, People with lesser talent, but with a very wise mind, can often beat the more talented player. An example: my buddy Brad Gilbert, great announcer on TV for tennis. His strokes were so ugly, I wore three, power, three pair of Maui Jim glasses. But you know what? He beat Agassi. He beat Becker with his mind, baby, with his mind. So all of you, don't tell me you don't have the physical talent that maybe some of the other people do. You can beat them with your mind. People with lesser talent but with a very wise mind can often beat the more talented players and become a champion. Talent, talent, talent. There are two tennis players right now that have a lot of talent. One of them happens to be an Italian, Fabio Maggini. Foggini. And Nick Carius from Australia. But each of them lack up here what it takes. Now Nick Carius from Australia goes crazy on the court. If I coached him, I would listen to him first for about an hour. I would not say one word. I'm gonna try to find out what makes him tick and what he will accept. So all of you, no matter what you do, become a better listener. That's what I learned from Andre Agassi. He came to me when he was 15 years old to go home for Christmas vacation. He said, Nick, do you ever listen? No. He said, would you listen to me today? Yes. He said, the dean wants me to cut my hair, Nick. Will you take care of it? And I did. Okay. (laughs) Champions find a way to get through their nerves. Don't be embarrassed to say that you're nervous. Everyone is nervous. When I made my first jump, an officer or a sergeant jumped first or last in a mass jump, I happened to be an officer. This little buck private looked up at me, he said, Mr. Lieutenant, you gonna jump? I said, yes. He said, you scared? I said, soon I have a diaper on. <laughs> and believe me, every time I jumped, I was nervous. So don't be ashamed to say you're nervous, but find a way to get over it. Another thing, never, never use the word, I can't do it. So many years ago, a young boy, 17 years old, I took him to Washington DC to try to qualify to get into this big tournament. He had just signed a multi-million dollar contract with Nike, got out on the court, had his hair all dooted up, looking good, baby. And he didn't make the qualifying round. I walked out of the coach's box And I said to his brother, Philip, where's my boy at? He said, Nick, he's across the street breaking his rackets. I walked across the street, everybody. And I said, Andre, what's wrong, son? He said, Nick, I don't have it. I can't do it. I said, Andre, do I have a watch on? No. Don't you ever say, you can't do it, but say, I will do it. Two weeks later, we went to Vermont, beat the number six player of the world, and went on to be one of the best players ever. So ladies and gentlemen, I don't care what it takes, you find a way. So many people give up too quickly. I built the first live-in sports academy of the world, the Nick Bollettieri Tennis Academy on 40 acres, now the IMG Academy, 600 acres, 10 sports. When I built the first live-in tennis academy, 60 Minutes, 2020, Sports Illustrated, all talked about it. My friend Molly Safer was interviewing a sports psychiatrist from Stanford who said, this man is crazy. This man beats his students up. He don't feed them. He makes them wash his cars, which I did. (laughs) I'm all Italian. My mother's watching the television. My father's a very quiet man, the youngest man to graduate from Fordham Pharmaceutical School. And my mother, looking at the television, la fascia bruta, la bruta bastia, cursing at the interviewer. And she said to my father, Jimmy, why are they talking about our son that way? Listen to what my daddy said. Mary, If you ain't nobody, ain't nobody gonna talk about you. And no matter what they say, you say thank you and let the results of what you do in life do the talking for you, okay? Now in the little town of Bradenton where the academy is, if a person has one court in their backyard, it's an academy, so there are thousands of them. But remember something, I believe there were two crazy men, one who built the first live-in tennis academy of the world, Nick Terry, and Richard Williams, who taught his daughters Serena and Venus, and I was honored to be part of the team for three or four years. He did things that people said couldn't be done. I believe that sane people do things they know they can be a success in. Crazy people do things that people say you can't do, and that's me, okay? How we doing, everybody? We doing all right? huh? All right, let's see here, the next page. (laughs) I don't know how to use a computer. So a few months ago, with my manager, Steve Shuler, I said, Steve, I'm going to write a book. This book I'm going to write. I have about 10 books. I wrote a book. My thumb is twice the size freehand every single word, and it's called A Coach's Journey. 60 years of my life. It'll be an interesting book broken up into four segments. What I learned from my best students. And I learned something from each one of them. Boris Becker, Andre Agassi, Jim Currier, Maria Sharapova, Venus Serena Williams, Martina Hinkus, Tommy Haas, Anna Konnikova. I learned something from each of them. Then there'll be about 40 simple motivational tips, and a few simple tennis tips. So, I'm, who plays tennis here? Raise up your hand. Right All right, I'm going to give you a free tip, but I'm going to charge it to my man Mr. Ferry. <laughs> I want you to do what we Italians do. Anything close, it's out, baby. <laughs> and then last, unbelievable, brought tears to my eyes. I've gotten about 60 emails in Texas of the impact that I make made on people's lives from students who came here, or came to the academy at a young age and moved on. That's what Nick wants to be remembered for. Because when you make an impact on a person's life, it goes on for generations. In the late 80s, I'm at the French Open. I'm sitting with my close friend, and he says, Nick, what are we gonna do about the hundreds of thousands of boys and girls that'll never get to hit a ball? said, don't worry about it, baby, I'll take care of it. That man was Arthur Ashe, and I started the Ashe voluntary inner city programs in Newark, New Jersey. When we walked into the park the first time, Gun on the grass. Police were guarding us. Arthur looked over his shoulder and he said, Nick, are we coming back? I said, yes, Arthur. Because we cannot give children a one day false festivity. You're better off not doing anything. So now I do a lot of the inner city programs For the USTA as well. Giving children. What do we expect our two adopted sons from Ethiopia to do? To give other children the same opportunity. Help people. That's what it's all about. And I tell you what. The greatest gift in the world is to help somebody that they don't know who helped them. That's a gift from your heart, baby, not a gift to get a lot of press. You know, as I go along in life, I say to myself, Nick, Are you gonna keep going? Listen, put this down in your notes. Don't you ever use the word retirement. (laughs) You use the word, I'm gonna change professions. (laughs) You understand? And listen, when you are getting a little older, all you gotta do is put on Saturday Night Fever, baby. That's all you got to do. And Barry is a good friend of mine, and Barry's two sons came to me at, at the academy. As I look around in here and I see a lot of people, you know what? If you go home and have learned one thing, You coming here is a success. Learn a little bit at a time and it'll stay with you. Learn a lot right away, you'll lose it. Okay, now, I would like to take a little time to thank Tom and Kathy Ferry and their super staff for doing what they're doing, round of applause. But Mr. Ferry took me aside and he said, Nick, make me a champion. My answer, you have proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are already a champion, but you need Nick Boletieri to become a Grand Slam champion. (laughs) And you know what? I got a lot of alimony payments coming up, baby, I need to make that big money. All right, and a couple other things I'd like to tell you. All of you here, or many of you here, have children. This is not an easy time. Our world is upside down. So I'm gonna give you a few suggestions. I grew up in the black Italian neighborhood, a little town outside New York. North Pelham, New Rochelle. I grew up in a black Italian neighborhood. My grandmother was the ruler of the neighborhood. This is how my grandmother greeted me when I came home from grammar school. Sonny, Vaniqua, give grandma a big kiss. All right, grandma. You good boy in school today? Yes, grandma. You do everything teachers say to do? Yes, grandma, go out and play. You people, be honest. Did you get an A today, son? Did you get an A today, dear? Coaches, did you win today? Are you kidding me? You don't judge people by just what the scoreboard says. You judge people by the effort that they put into doing things. And even if the scoreboard says you lost by numbers. You can play for me. And my friend who helped me get started with one of my first camps in Beaver Dam, Wisconsin, the great Vince Lombardi said, my team's never lost. We just ran out of time. And also, When you go out to do a job or you tell your boss, I'm, kind of, I'm gonna to try to do the best I can, Tom. You can't be on my team, baby. Be the best you can do. You've accepted second place. You go out to win. That attitude gives you a chance to make the deal. But don't ever tell me you're going to do the best you can do. You tell me you're going to win. I gave a speech at West Point. I speak all over the world, and the general took me in his room after the speech. He said, Lieutenant, you spoke our F language today. I said, what do you mean, sir? You said if you play the best you can play, get in the corner. As a soldier, you're dead. You go out to win, baby, to win my last remark, it's all about winning. Leo Rocha said that if he was playing third base and his mother was coming around with the winning run, he'd trip her right on her ass. <laughs> and say, mom, you told me it's all about winning, baby. So all of you, listen to your children. Listen to them. Build up their self-esteem so they can say no to drugs and alcohol and violence. It's a tough world for the children. Yes, demand that they do the best that they can do, but if they do that and then they end up in first place, they should be a winner for you. And take care of yourself, everybody. You only have one body, take care of yourself. So I wanna say thank you to Tom Ferry and to all of you. And I hope you picked up one little tip that can help you with your personal life, with your business and God bless you all.